and welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day, and today I'm going to be talking about episode 5 of the Ahsoka series, Shadow Warrior. And this, this was such an amazing, amazing episode. And the, it was pretty much, the main storyline was a force vision that Ahsoka was having after she plummeted off a cliff in the last episode. You know, spoiler alert for last episode, yeah, uh, Ahsoka took up involuntary cliff diving. Not a recommended um, pastime for most people, and honestly, I'm not sure Ahsoka would, would recommend it either. Despite that, she ended up in a vision, or perhaps actually in the world between worlds, and had a vision of Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden Christensen. And de-aged by industrial light magic. <laughs> but it actually looked really good for the most part. I heard some people complain about the costumes. Costumes in animation don't always translate well into live action. And I think we were seeing that just a little bit here, to be fair. But costume aside, this was looking really, really good. And the content was fascinating in a lot of ways. So let's jump into this a little bit, or a lot, who knows, who knows how long I'm going to talk. But Ahsoka's standing in the world between worlds, and there's Anakin, who, you know, they did a pretty good job of nailing Anakin Skywalker. Um, so let me preface this. My preferred version of Anakin Skywalker is the Clone Wars Anakin. And Hayden Christensen, who of course played Anakin in the prequels, did a really good job of portraying that version of Anakin from the Clone Wars. So I'm, I was actually really happy to see that. Now again, as so we dive in full spoilers to this, Ahsoka and Anakin fight. And basically, his the Anakin claims he has to teach her one last lesson. And the lesson is to she has to live or die. And and they fight a little bit, and and Anakin beats her into a flashback. Is that <laughs> when you know it's bad when you uh, take a second dive off a high surface. And fall into another, not just a vision, now you're falling into a flashback. It's, Ahsoka has a lot of falling into things this episode. It's, it's fun. But, no, she ends up in a flashback of her younger self with one of her first campaigns as Anakin's Padawan. They end up on Ryloth, and this was a, a great story in the Clone Wars. See, one of the issues in the Clone Wars was that Ahsoka was really annoying in those first that first season or so because she was a kid, and kids are often annoying. So in that, at that time, that Ryloth campaign, she was given her first command and had screwed up, and a lot of her troops got killed. And part of that the consequence of that was growth of Ahsoka's character a little bit away from the whiny little kid that people didn't like very well. 
And until eventually she grew and became this character that everybody loves. Well, so he's, she's back on the ground now at Ryloth with Anakin. And it was really cool seeing the Clone Wars animated type in live action. Because we saw some of the Clone Wars in episode two, the Clone Wars, <laughs> right? But it it looked so much better here. And maybe it was the fact that it was just foggy and you couldn't see anything, you know. But Ahsoka is questioning her upbringing in a lot of ways. Because Ahsoka's been a soldier, right? For thousands of years, the Jedi were protectors of peace and justice in the galaxy, right? This is what we get from from Obi-Wan. And for Anakin, he grew up still being that protector of peace and justice. For Ahsoka, she grew up as a soldier. She started as a young Padawan. And this, you see she's a kid in the Clone Wars, but seeing it in live action where it's really, where it's a lot more obvious that, yeah, she was not, uh, she was not an adult. She was a child soldier in a lot of ways. And she spent a lot of her time maturing as a soldier. And it flashes back to the Siege of Mandalore as well, where she's now not that kid questioning you know, her questioning her orders because soldiers got killed to being the cool and confident Jedi or not Jedi since, you know, she left the order and all that, but being this confident Jedi that says or portrays, I'm here. I know what I'm doing. I have confidence in myself and my orders. And it was, it was fabulous to see. And this flashback is her facing that bloody past as a Jedi who only knew war. Now she asks a question that basically is, is being a soldier and learning to fight and kill the only thing she'll have to train her own Padawan. And the conversation and her introspection to that is really good. And I think there's a there's sort of a double meaning to what she's seeing. Part of it is the very little literal, are you going to choose to live? And at, you know, after her fall, right? But I think there's a very I'm gonna almost say spiritual aspect to this. One of my I'm not gonna call it a complaint necessarily, but character concerns about Ahsoka in the series is that she's been very stoic. And Ahsoka in the Clone Wars was never stoic, <laughs> okay? She was vivacious. She was full of life. She was a child, too, for a lot of it. But she always had that zest and lust for life. And even in Rebels, where she's a bit more serious... Which, again, Rebels takes place, well, right at the beginning of the Galactic Civil War. So maybe 
eight or ten years before this, while she's serious, she still f still feels like she's got that love of life. And at the beginning of the series, she has seemed almost dour, just really, really makes me wonder, you know, how is she doing? And I think what we're seeing from this vision is she's not doing well, right? She's, she's facing her past. She's facing her own concerns. Anakin gives her a comment along the lines of, you have, are everything that I was. Ahsoka knows what Anakin became, and part of what he was, was Darth Vader. And she's, I think, sort of afraid of that, <laughs> right? But I think Ahsoka has been almost afraid to live. I mean, she's been through serious trauma, right? Order 66 was, was a traumatic experience. She had to she ended up having to fight against the clones, not only who were supporting her, but went so far as to paint a likeness of her face on their own helmets to show how much they were with her and in support of her as their, their leader for that mission. And it just, it would, and she, she had to fight Rex, who was one of her best friends and, and eventually healed him, helped him, right? Remove the, the chip that was controlling him. But this was a hard this was a hard and traumatic time. And now here we are a few years later and okay, the Galactic Civil War is over and she's out there problem solving, troubleshooting like a good Jedi does but she's had problems with her life and I, and I think a lot of it is because she has been afraid to fully embrace what it means to be a Jedi because of her past. And I think that's part of what we're learning here as she's dealing with this is that she can choose to physically live or die here, but I think she could also choose to emotionally live or die. And she chooses to live. And when she come after she's rescued and she goes in full full uh, Gandalf the white mode, <laughs> right? No, she's no longer wearing the that dark blue gray outfit. Now she's in whites and, and creams. Her cloak is now sort of a white or cream color and not that darker gray that she had before. And when she, she goes up now to uh, have a have a long chat with the Purgles, she's up there and she's smiling and she is at she's at a, a piece that or maybe perhaps maybe put it this way she is she has a calmness about her that comes from having a sense of peace and not just from having a studied sense of uh repressed emotion. And I think we're going to see that a little bit more of that uh, a little bit more of that peace and joy 
come through here these last few episodes. And I think I I talked about it a little bit, I think, in the last episode, but at the end of Rebels, there's a scene of of uh Sabine at the memorial for the for basically the ghost crew, the leaders of the rebellion on Lothal. And then you see Ahsoka walk up, white cloak, white staff, full on Gandalf the White. And in episode two, I think it was, we see that same shot for shot of Sabine at the memorial, and there's Ahsoka. She's not in white, she's in gray. She doesn't have the staff. And I think we're going to see that Rebels scene again. And that a scene from Ahsoka again. But this time, it will match what's in Rebels. As they've they've gotten back. And, a, and this is Sabine saying goodbye one last time to, uh, to Ezra. And going off to train with Ahsoka for real. So I think that's, you know... And I could be wrong. I could be 100% wrong, and that's not going to happen. But it really feels like what we got before was a little bit of a tease. All right. So it, so that's awesome. So, But Ahsoka's vision isn't the only thing happening in this episode. We have Hera and her what's left of her squadron now searching for Sabine and for Ahsoka. And they find Hu Yang, who is... Oh, David Tennant is so awesome. Just in general, but also here. Hu Yang is holding Sabine's helmet. I said, I told them to stay together. I told them, and they never listen. And it's soul-crushing in a lot of ways, his, his sorrow. But there, the search begins... Eventually, eventually you get Jason Solo, or Jason Solo, jeez, Jason Sindula, stepping out of the ghost and sort of poking around a little bit because he's a kid and he gets to be on a new planet. And as Hera and Carson Teva are talking about, we can't find them, we don't, we've searched, we don't know where they are. Jason sort of pipes up, sort of insists, listen to the waves. He says, says, don't you hear it? She says, what am I hearing? I'm hearing the waves, I'm hearing birds, the lightsabers. Jason is hearing Ahsoka's fight with Anakin. And this, and this is, we confirm, Jason really is Force-sensitive. We also get the official name drop of Kane and Jarrus, by Hu Yang, and yes, his father was a Jedi. And it it eventually leads to the rescue of, of Ahsoka. There are a couple of other fun things here. There was a, uh, there's a line that, because uh, remember, Hera and her company are here against orders. They weren't uh, supposed to come, and Hera did anyway. <laughs> Very much, very much a, a Captain Kirk type thing. Says, the word is no. I am therefore going anyway. And she did. But the lion is, 
Senator Organa is uh, covering for them. <laughs> Which means, of course, Hera knows Leia well enough that Leia is willing to stick her neck out for Hera. Which actually leads me to to a couple of questions. Um, Jason wants to be a Jedi. Now, I was thinking that uh, originally, Hera's response is very much a parent's response of, I know you want to be a Jedi. You don't have the option. You can't do it for one reason or another. That is out of the parent's control. Okay, This isn't, no, I won't let you. It's just that you... I, w- I would love it if you could do that, but it's just not an option. And my first thought was maybe Jason isn't Force-sensitive, and that's partly why the answer was no. But we find out he is, and now I'm beginning to wonder if Hera is sort of... His answer was no because there was no one to train him. Remember, Luke is not hasn't set up his school yet, necessarily. If, if the timeline is such that this is happening after Book of Boba Fett, now I, I had a, a theory that maybe it was happening a little bit before, but if it's happening after, the school is still being built and is probably not accepting students yet. So, if that's the case, then... He's just sort of waiting. Luke would finish the school, and then maybe Jason would go and train at that point. Which, of course, then makes one wonder, did Jason die when the school was destroyed by Kylo Ren? You know, if someone were to clear away the the rubble, would you see the bodies of Jason Sindula and Grogu? <laughs> right? Um, I think the answer for Grogu is no. Uh, and Jason is maybe that's 10 years later it's very possible Jason would be out somewhere else you know there are a couple of names of of other Jedi that we've seen from legends that could be there and could have left like Koran Horn showed up in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi as as a child Maybe he would have trained and gone and graduated, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see where that goes. Um, it also looks like, just as a separate random topic change, all of the X-Wing pilots survived the crash that that was caused by um, Elsbeth's uh, ring ship going to hyperspace. Now, obviously, some of their X-Wings were destroyed, but they rescued the pilots. Some of them were on the Ghost, and they helped rescue um, Hera. Or help Hera. She helped rescue Ahsoka. So that's good to know. <laughs> it's very good to know. Now, here's where things are going to get fun for episodes coming up. I've known forever... <laughs> That uh, I talked about at the end of last episode. They were going to use the Purgles to go after Sabine. Now, I figured Hera, with her experience with them before, they were going to call up 
so channel zero on 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 their radios, lash themselves to Purgles, and ride on. Well, uh, that's not quite how it worked out. Hera and her group stay behind. Ahsoka and Huyang, they uh, they take their ship up into the Purgle pod. Ahsoka, through the Force, convinces one of them to give her a lift. And they go full-on Pinocchio, fly into the mouth of one of the Purgles, and off it goes. Now, we don't know officially that the Purgles are actually going to uh, the same area as Thrawn, but they are on the hyperspace route, and I, it would be a little silly. The Purgles could take them somewhere else. Oh, Thrawn's not here. Oh, but this looks like a nice place to eat, so we'll do that. No, it's going to take them to Thrawn. But it's uh, it was really, really cool to watch it happen. And again, this is where you get the view of Ahsoka come back to life. And again, and, and partially, yes, physically having been rescued from drowning in the ocean after falling off a cliff. But coming back to life as a person as a Jedi, as someone who actually is overcoming her trauma. And I can tell you as someone who is, has dealt with uh, some trauma in his life, when you start to overcome it, it is freeing. <laughs> so I think we're, we're seeing that with, with Ahsoka. And of course, they're jetting off with the Purgle pod to wherever it is that Thrawn and Sabine and everybody else are now. So this is going to be fun. Um, there are three episodes left. Episode six, of course, is out now as this episode is released. So you can jump right into that if you haven't seen it yet. Highly recommend, by the way. <laughs> Watch the show. It's really good. And I am... Man, I am so excited about this. And, and so th this was such a fabulous episode. The lightsaber fights between Ahsoka and Anakin were great. Um, okay, from a practical sword fighting perspective, there may be a few too many spins. But the fight was good. I think the choreography was was great and told a good story. Um, helped you understand where the characters were. It was, it was definitely worth watching. So let's. Uh, I, I we'll talk about this more. Feel free, of course, to join my Discord. We will talk Ahsoka all day because I'm I'm totally into this show. And until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static signing off.